Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Team USA failed to medal at the FIBA World Cup, but could more help be on the way? The latest surrounding LeBron, Steph, and Katie's future on the world stage. Plus, after a historic, I think it's fair to say, WNBA playoffs, they are set. We preview the matchups, and we're going to take you down the path that the Aces could take to be the first team to repeat as champs in over two decades. And Michael Jordan's GOAT status, it can't be debated. But maybe up for debate is the crying Jordan meme, the best meme on the internet. 14 years later, we take a look back. Welcome to NBA Today. She's senior writer Ramona Shelburne. She is our Swiss Army Knife reporter, Roz Goldangude, who does it all. I'm Malika Anders. We're going to be joined by Hall of Famer Mark Spears in just a little bit. It was a hell of a weekend. Yeah. We got Coco Goff winning the U.S. Open. She told her haters hi on the way out. I said, I love that moment. (laughs) And the NFL season officially kicked off, and we have a a new middleweight title champion. There was a whole lot going on. There's a whole lot going on in basketball as well. So, of course, we're going to start with Team USA. They had their bronze medal game against Canada in Manila. And this is how it went down. My goodness, Shea Gilgis-Alexander has been excellent for Canada. We talked about them, Roz, being a team that is stacked with NBA players along with the U.S. team. So we're going to pick this up. Two-point game. Canada down by two with two minutes to go. Dylan Brooks, I did not have this on my bingo card, Roz. We knew we had the defense, but offensively, he broke out. Tied 107, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He gets that one to drop for Canada to take a two-point lead here in regulation. Now, this was this never works. Insane. And then this it did. This throw goes out to the corner for three. What? Pandemonium. Gets <laughs> it to go. Even Tyrese Halliburton can't quite believe it. That so never hard. works. What a fun game. I mean, has, Ross, has that ever worked? It's the intentional miss. It's literally like, like park basketball. Let's take a listen to how it actually sounded when this shot went down. <laughs> oh, a good miss. The USA got it. Bridget from the corner. You have Time. It is a two-point game, 342 to go. Shane Gildas Alexander. So let me put crazy. you on some skates, some ice here. Not only did he drop them, but he put it in, made it, and smiled. Shea was incredible all time. If, if you don't know, now you know. And if you don't know, now you know. Dylan Brooks, he is a bag offensively Ooh. as well. Canada wins the bronze medal. Let's take a listen to Brooks after the game. Obviously, you know, the hate doesn't stop, it keeps going. Um, but you know, just having you know, my country behind me, you know, a head coach, you know, behind me, general manager, you know, all these guys behind me trying to, you know, have me succeed, you know, nothing with the politics, nothing with, you know, anything to do with, you know, I feel like with contracts or any of those things, you know, I can succeed, you know, it's hard to battle against the world and a team. It's just like, you know, 
like Kobe Bryant, you know, RIP to Kobe Bryant, how he had to figure out how to, you know, create a black mamba, um, you know, a different persona when he comes on the court. So, you know, I guess that's my persona, you know, the villain. We're going to get back to Dylan the villain and the success he had in just a minute. But Team USA failed to win a gold medal for the second consecutive FIBA World Cup. They've only won twice in their last five appearances in the tournament dating back to 2006. So for more on the loss, let's go back out to Manila and Brian Winhorst. Hey Malika, what a game we had here this afternoon in Manila. Team USA and Canada playing what I think will be the first of many classic games against each other. Who knows, we may see a rematch next year in Paris. Canada gets this one, an extremely emotional Canadian team. They hadn't won a medal of any kind in 87 years, dating to the 1936 Olympics when they won silver. So they're very emotional in getting this bronze medal. Dylan Brooks obviously having a difficult summer with his departure from the Memphis Grizzlies. This was an incredible redemption story for him. They were booing him because of how much he offended Lakers fans, and they're all Lakers fans here in Manila. By the end of this game, a 39-point performance. They were chanting MVP, and he just smiled and took it all in. That is the Dylan Brooks experience. For Team USA, they just didn't have the defense. Now, I have to point out, there are three guys down in this game because there's an illness going through the team. But I don't think that passes for the reason they weren't able to get stops over these last few games. They just didn't have a defensive mindset. They didn't have a roster that was equipped to win on this level, even in an NBA-style game against a bunch of guys that they knew. This was a game that should have favored them, but it just didn't. And so they're really going to have to examine what needs to be done going into next year in Paris. Number one, they're going to have to recruit top-level players, and that is going to be helped, I think, by the game being in Europe. Um, but three of the last four major competitions have been here in Asia. The World Cup moving to the back-to-back -back years with the Olympics makes it hard. But Steve Kerr and Grant Hill put together a team that they thought could win here. Very clearly it could not. So they've got to restart. And they're going to have a long trip home. Pretty disappointed about the way this finished. Okay, that's it for Manila. Back to you guys in Los Angeles. Brian, thank you. Safe travels home. As promised, Mr. Mark Spears, Hall of Famer, is with us along with Ramona and Roz. So let's get right to it because we talked about this on Friday, Ramona, as not being a gimme for Team USA, that they weren't guaranteed to yep. go home with any hardware. How much of a disappointment do you think this is for Team USA? I mean, I think it's a big disappointment, but I think at the end of it, this team did not turn out the way that they, they fielded it. Mm. I think when they fielded this team, everyone thought Jalen Brunson was going to be the star and the biggest leading scorer. That turned out to be Anthony Edwards. Brandon Ingram was going to play a bigger role. That turned out to be McCall Bridges. They thought Jaron Jackson Jr. would be the defensive anchor. That did not happen. He was in foul trouble. Obviously, he was, he was sick for this last game. And so... The way they, they feel that this team didn't materialize on the court, but I thought they played really well. And at the end of this game, in an NBA game, it often comes down to star power. And Team Canada has a superstar whose name is Shea Gilgis Alexander. And if you don't know, now you know. The Oklahoma City has a star. And, and I think that's what we saw in this tournament. Yeah. Okay. I have an unpopular opinion. Please. We love it. <laughs> I, I think overall, we just need to have an overhaul and reframe the conversation. And the bronze medal, 
needs to mean something. You look at Team Canada, they came into this game, historic yeah. run. It was going to be a win-win, just getting there. Yeah. Then winning was even better. Team USA, you got a bunch of young guys who are shouldering expectations that they, they didn't earn. They're internalizing a conversation around the bronze medal being talked about like it's a rec center championship. Mm. I mean, this is international basketball, and I want to let y'all know the bronze medal means something because if you come home empty-handed, the feeling is devastation. And so you spend these weeks out there, months all over the world, Spain and, and Abu Dhabi and in the Philippines, and you come up empty-handed, you're emotionally, physically, mentally drained and exhausted. Right, and we can kind of pick apart at that now, but when you look at what Team USA, their travel schedule wasn't necessarily as difficult as other teams. Their pool wasn't necessarily as difficult as other teams. So all of these conversations are sort of already stacked in terms of, well, it's theirs to lose, and all of a sudden they're heading home with no hardware. How do you frame all of this, Mark? I think too much emphasis is put on scoring. This team gave up 113 points to Germany. That's just absolutely embarrassing. This is probably the worst defensive team in USA history. And had they had some better bigs, and you know, us Americans, man, us, the NBA, they loves to go small. Small, uh, the giant beat this team. Like, there's guys that should have been on this roster. I don't know if they were asked, like Bam Adebayo, obviously Jaron Jackson and Kessler are there. Well, what about Jared Allen, Brooke Lopez, obviously Anthony Davis is probably like, I'm going to wait for Paris, and that's part of the problem too. Miles Turner, Evan Mobley. Mm -hmm. If this team had size and rebounding, they would be gold medalists. So I think the team was put together poorly. And these guys are like, you know, guinea pigs. It's not fair. Like I saw that LeBron James put out, hey, you know, we're going to bring the A team. And that's the problem. The USA does not respect, or NBA Americans do not respect the World Cup, and it's their fault that they're in this position. But it's also, you know, I think Grant, uh, respectively, has to come together with some more bigs and not just guys that can put the ball in the basket. Well, Grant Hill has said that just because you didn't play for this FIBA World Cup team obviously doesn't disqualify you in his mind for the 2024 Paris Olympics. It does feel a little bit like there are some big stars missing from other teams. We talked about this last week as well. It's not like Giannis was out there for Greece. It's not like Nikola Jokic was out there. It's not even mm. like Jamal Murray was out there for Canada. Right. The world is coming. Uh, the question is, you know, these yeah. other teams, they have this group of nine players that are together year-round, and then they sprinkle yeah. in their other stars and so it's not like the U.S. is sort of yeah. playing within that system it's going to be interesting to see with the A team out there what happens in Paris but I do want to stick here just for one more second because it feels like one of the biggest reasons for the U.S. loss I don't want to take anything away from the size and the rebounding all that what about Dylan Brooks guys <laughs> yeah. or Brian Windhorst he caught up with him after the game <laughs> okay I'm here with Dylan Brooks who is a Canadian hero right now you didn't just poke the bear, you slayed the bear today. 39 points in a medal game. Canada's first medal in 87 years against the Americans. Brilliant shooting game. I don't know if you've ever played better on a bigger stage than this. What are you feeling right now? I feel amazing. I knew I had to come out and you know give energy to our team. Um, it's the shot felt good, and um, you know the shade was finding me in all types of places. You know, and I was just letting it fly. And you know, I had a lot of teammates behind my back, and you know, we figured out even when you know American making big shots, we got great players over there, and they found a way to make big shots. We found a way to, you know, gut out a win. So in this tournament, uh, you were getting booed heavily when you came here to Manila because you were a rival of the Lakers. By the end of it today, they were cheering MVP, MVP. <laughs> what did that mean to you to turn this crowd around and, and illustrate how you've played this last few uh, few weeks? Um, it feels good. You know, I know that they don't really hate me like that. They just, you know, 
they like to do it for the social media and the same thing with Indonesia as well. But you know, uh, I, I worked you know very hard. You know, after that series, that scrutiny, I mean, you know, it only builds you stronger. Well, what a great summer for you. 86 million from the Houston Rockets, bronze medal, terrific performance. Thank you, Dylan. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank you. Right back to you. Brian, thank you. Dylan Brooks also won the best defensive player of the FIBA tournament. So, Mark, even though Canada didn't win at all, it was Canada's first time meddling at the World Cup at all. So what impact do you think the FIBA World Cup had on Dylan Brooks's NBA stock here? Well, real quick, you know, shout out to Canada, man. This is amazing for the yeah. country, and obviously two of their big stars weren't there. Uh, Shea was amazing as well. He was the number one scorer in the tournament, 26 points a game. But, yeah, I mean, for Dylan Brooks, this was certainly fantastic on a world stage. He won defensive player of the year, I mean, of the tournament. And, you know, there's the hate thing. I mean, he brought a lot of it on himself, so you got to be accountable for your actions as well. They're, they're not just born because of the Lakers. I'm sure there's more to it. But for him, I mean, hey, he got a medal. He's on this stage. It seemed like he grew a lot as a player. So that's going to be certainly very beneficial to the Houston Rockets. Absolutely. And he comes off of this big contract. He has an opportunity to rewrite his story. Memphis, leaving Memphis was a little bit unceremonious for him. Yeah. And now on the international stage, you were out there. He was also out there D'ing up, locking up against the top stars of the world and NBA, put big minutes up against Anthony Edwards. He was out there against Luka, holding his own defensively. And then with all eyes on this bronze game, comes out and drops 39. You know, we talk about his efficiency was absolutely terrific from the three-point line. He showed up. He was ready. He put his money where his mouth was, and that's the biggest thing for him. He talks, but can he back it up with the walk? And right here he did. If he can do that consistently, I'm okay with all the antics. I'm excited about what his future might be. I loved what he just said in that press conference, talking about how Kobe Bryant created this character of the Black Mamba, and he's been Dylan the villain. But if you're going to be Dylan the villain, you got to lean all the way in. you got to be Dylan the villain when you win and when you lose. you got to show up and be accountable. And I think he has been in this tournament. I think that's something he's come to understand. Like you can't just put your toe in, do Dylan the villain. You gotta go, you gotta go full heel. And I think it, now he's been validated by the Houston Rockets. They gave him that contract. Team Canada, they put him in positions to succeed. Shea Gilgis Alexander was looking for him the entire time. And th this is a great launching pad for him going back into the NBA after the way things fell out in Memphis. Yeah, 39 points in that last game. 37 is his NBA career high. So I would say if you want to buy stock in Dylan Brooks now, it is going up. All right, we're just getting started here on NBA. Today, still to come on our show, the WNBA regular season. It's been headlined by super teams, right? So, are we headed toward an Aces Liberty showdown, or is there a spoiler that's in the field? Ross Gold on Wude is going to break it all down for us. Plus, Victor Wembanyama, he was a lock for the number one overall pick last June. But there's plenty of names that could be called first in 2024. It feels wide open and a good time to check in with our draft expert, Jonathan Gavoni. And Michael Jordan, he might not be your personal goat. I'm not here trying to convince you of one way or another, but nothing tops the crying Jordan meme online. I use it in all my group chats. We're going to tell you why we're talking about it next. <laughs> now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. 
Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Utter domination from the New York Liberty. Yeah, motivated on focus. Came a long way from the lowest. Yeah, gotta get it though myself. We had quite possibly the wildest WNBA season ever. There were so many records that were broken. We had 13 40-point games across the entire league. That is 10 more than any other season in WNBA history. And there were 13 triple-doubles far and away the most in a single season. Just for a little bit of perspective here, the W had nine total triple-doubles in its first 25 years of existence. So clearly, the game is evolving. But this is what I'm excited about. Can I show you? This could be the closest MVP race we have ever had. So Brianna Stewart, we're going to start over here near me. She had four 40-point games this year. Nobody in WNBA history has more 40-point games Period. And then last year's MVP, Asia Wilson, finished with a W record 29 games with at least 20 points. And no one can forget about Alyssa Thomas, right, who had six triple doubles this year. That is nearly as many as the rest of the league combined. They had seven total. So all three MVP candidates are going to have home court to kick off postseason. So let's just take out the schedule here. You can see the matchups here behind me, the aces facing the sky. And then we also have the Liberty going up against the Mystics, the Sun playing the Lynx, and then the Wings playing the Dream. So that all brings us to this. There have been two clear-cut favorites in a league of their own all season long. According to Caesar Sportsbook, the Aces, they are the slight favorite with the Liberty right behind them. And then there is a big gap with the Sun, the Wings, the Mystics, rounding out the top five as we say hello once again to Roz Goldonwood. So Roz, if we do not get the Aces Liberty final that it feels like we've been building towards, even with the Commissioner's Cup as a little bit of a preview of all that. Is there a dark horse that you have your eye on? Well, I got my eye on that 2-7 matchup, and number seven might be the Mystics. The last day of the regular season was dramatic. Yep. They got a thrilling victory over the Liberty. Guess what? They're going to run it back in the first round. So, you know, I like the tape. Let's look at some tape and a look at Brittany Sykes, who has had her fingerprints all over this season and this win. Sykes comes off the pick and roll. The Liberty are aggressive. They're going to hedge out high and hard. Mahisha Hines-Allen is going to realize the paint is wide open. They're glued to their players. Look at that retreat dribble to set up the space and the angle needed to get that pass inside. Okay, keep your eyes on Sykes again. Half a second left in the game. They're tied up. Execution, screen, physicality. EDD this time, screen, puts a body on someone. You're not just going through the motions. You're creating space for the elevation. And then Sykes can use her athleticism and her strength in the air to knock down the go-ahead buzzer-beating bucket 
to give them a confidence-building win against the Liberty. And this is important because, you know, you look at all of the games missed. Mm. The Mystics have had a number of their stars out for most of the season. Yep. When healthy, Malika, people very much think they're a contender. If you look who's been available every single game of the season, it's been Brittany Sykes. Now, guess what? They're getting more healthy. Mm -hmm. A lot more of their players are back. I actually spoke with the team this morning. Shakira Austin, day to day. Okay. So now they're a spicy matchup. They just got a win against the Liberty. You got Brittany Sykes, who was known for her defense, showing her savvy on the offensive end. And I'll leave you with this. You know, Natasha Cloud, she said, look, we wanted to send a message. She said, let it be known. All right, they're going to have to see us all series long. Mm. They talking that talk. Can they walk it? Did you see the little footstep that went along with that? There's I know how attitude in the delivery it. as well. All right, let's head back to the desk here because the Mystics are going to have their hands full right in yep. the first round as they take on the New York Liberty. But, Ramona, if they aren't the team that shocks the W with an upset, as Roz just beautifully mm -hmm. laid out for us, who do you got? I like Dallas. I think Dallas in that spot, they, they lead the league in rebounding, third in scoring. They've had some success against the Aces throughout this year. And they have that matchup where I, I think they, you know, they haven't gotten through the first round, but this, they're teed up to do that. I, I like Dallas as a, as a team that doesn't, they're not going to have any pressure on them. If, this, if, they, if they end up with the Aces in the second round, like that feels right. like danger time because of that matchup and how it's gone this And week. sometimes if you're just playing free. Yep. Yep then something dangerous can happen. You know what, let me deliver flowers for the Dallas Wings then. Yep. Look at Coach LT, a Coach of the Year candidate. She brought rejuvenated that team. Yep. Of course, you got the offensive explosion of Enrique Agumbawale. It was a nice fit yep. to bring in Natasha Howard, who anchors them defensively and also brings that veteran leadership. I'm going to talk about my girl, Satu Sabali. Okay, she's a most improved favorite. She was came back and became an all-star. I spoke with her before the season, and she was talking to me about how she actually took time away from the game this summer. Mm. And she focused on sleeping, swimming, uh, changed her diet, lost seven pounds, and now she's finally just healthy and playing her best basketball. I think you got to keep your eyes on Dallas and certain, certainly Satu. I love when Roz hands out her roses. Okay. I want to sleep and swim and lose. That's what I was literally and just seven pounds. And just, I need and all just of like it. Eat a little bit with <laughs> that, yeah. some help. With, yep. Um, it all boils down to this, though. Who's going to walk away the champion? So. Respectfully, I, I literally <laughs> not res <laughs> respectfully in like a day on Wednesday, yep. my first game on the field as reporter is uh, Ace of Chicago. Yeah, so okay. I'm going to respectfully allow the players to show me what they can do. I'm on the field asking questions. I don't want to have nobody, you know, icing me out. I I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'll take the aces. I'm uh, okay. like, I mean, they, they've been the best team all year, and I think there is some level of, they, you know, they had to adjust without Candace Parker. There's been a little fall off in the second half yeah. from utter dominance to just dominant. But I think when you get into the playoffs and it's winning time and this is what you played all season for, I think the stars shine out and they have home court advantage. I think yep. the Aces bring it home. Not to mention maybe a little bit of vengeance after yeah. what happened midseason in the, mm, in the Commissioner's, Commissioner's Cup, Cup yeah. right? There's the, when there's, the, I like the sub. You like that? Long limb that main. I went out on. Oh, it's yeah. Let's yeah. take the team that's had the best dominant record. I am yeah. so excited to see the WMA <laughs> not playoffs. Not me taking the easy get way out. Underway. <laughs> that was not okay. the easy way. No. Reporting is always the hard way. way. The hard way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's get you the schedule. The WNBA playoffs, they tip off Wednesday, a doubleheader. It's the same format as last year. Remember, best of three first round series. And then the six seeded Lynx, they take on the third seeded Sun at 8 Eastern on E2. And then the eight seeded Sky square off against the top seeded Aces on ESPN and the app. It all begins begins with WNBA Countdown at 7 o'clock. Still ahead on NBA Today, it's been a decade 
since we've seen LeBron James play for Team USA, but will he don the red, white, and blue and go for a third gold in Paris Olympics? We have fresh reporting there. And Michael Jordan, he went from the dream team to the dream meme. How about that? <laughs> How his Hall of Fame speech 14 years ago led to one of the Internet's biggest viral sensations. Plus, the top of the 2024 draft class, it is getting crowded. Some names that you need to know right now that are rocketing up the draft boards. That's next on NBA Today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Ramona. We had a gold medal game out in Manila yesterday. It's only taken us a half hour to get to it. Germany capped off an unbeaten run through the World Cup, holding off Serbia 83 to Say that man's name. Dennis Schroeder. I mean, he had a game-high 28 points, won the tournament MVP. But I do feel like we need to get a little, give a little bit of love to Franz Wagner, rising yeah. star with the Orlando Magic. He added 19. Germany became the fifth consecutive World Cup champion to go unbeaten while winning the country's first World Cup gold medal. Coming in here, uh, going 8-0. That is the best. (laughs) That is the best. And while Germany took the gold, some reinforcements, they could be on the way for Team USA. According to our Brian Windhorst, there is robust interest from NBA superstars, including former gold medal winners in LeBron James, Kevin Durant, to join Team USA in the 2024 Paris Games. Now, LeBron hasn't played for the American squad since 2012 Olympics. Another big name we've all been sort of wondering, Steph Curry, pondering an Olympic debut with his coach, Steve Kerr, leading Team USA. So here's a look at several players that could be donning the red, white, and blue in Paris. There's, of course, LeBron, AD, Steph, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, 
Joel Embiid. We don't really know he could also play for France. All could potentially join the Olympic team. So now here with Mark and Ramona and the man who knows international basketball better than literally anyone, our one and only Jonathan Gavoni. Jonathan, thank you so much for stopping by to dissect all of this because Team USA failed to medal in the FIBA games. And then the very next day, LeBron James, he expresses his interest in playing next summer in Paris. So I do want to start with you, Ramona. Do you think when you look at LeBron, Steph, Katie, will they be sort of the saviors, if you will? Is it that simple for Team USA? Yeah. <laughs> in a one word, cool. yeah. My work here is I mean, done. I'm going to go the, ride horses. <laughs> Kevin Felton has a great story up on ESPN.com right now about how many all-stars and all-NBA players are typically on a Team USA team that wins an Olympic gold medal. Mm. And they just simply didn't have enough star power in this team. There's a lot of other things they didn't have either in defense and rebounding, size, et cetera. But you put LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, they're going to win. Sure. They're going to win. And I, I think it's – uh, it'll be fun to see LeBron 12 years apart to be in the Olympics like that. He'd be uh, to go from 2012 to 2024. It's pretty amazing. Steph Curry to be in the Olympics. I, I do think Joel Embiid is the wild card here. Um, if he plays, I think there's a lean towards the U.S., but there's a question of what's going on with his body, with his career at that yeah. point. So let's, the, the, there's no expectation there. Jason Tatum would also be a fabulous addition right. to this team, and I think that is in the plans as well. So it'll be it'll be fun. But if there's one if there's one off the board, Malika, what did what did they need in this tournament? Interior defense, mm. right? Interior defense. So we'll see who could potentially you have as maybe well, we were talking about dark horses for winning mm-hmm. in the W, dark horses to joining the uh, roster for the U.S. in Paris. Jonathan, do you think that the only thing that needs to be fixed heading into the 2024 Olympics is bringing out more stars? No, I don't. I think it will help having bigger stars. Obviously, the more talent you have, the better. But talent was not the issue for this USA basketball team. We had by far the most talented team in the world at this event and we lost three times so i think we need to look a little bit deeper than that like Mm. ramona said we need to look at the defense we need to look at the competitiveness we need to look at the execution we need experience we need guys that have played at big games that 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 know how to win and that's where a guy like lebron could really help he's played at this level he's been in nba finals he's played in game sevens you look at you know this game that we played against germany late in the game anthony edwards you know he hasn't played in this setting before he's this is the biggest games he's played in his life and these guys just couldn't get stops when they needed to and that's where i think we need to look deeper we need to look at the role players the stars will help a lot but we need to have better role players on top of that well and there's also a question i imagine for lebron for anthony davis for as you mentioned joel Embiid, uh, of health how they get through the season will impact their availability for the paris roster where do you fall in all of this mark well, also, I think, you know, along with size, like I mentioned, Jared Allen and maybe Evan Mobley, a younger guy, uh, Miles Turner. But I also think the coaching staff needs some help. And that's where you, I think a guy, an American like David Blatt, who now coaches uh, in Greece, a former NBA head coach, he could come in and be on this bench and he knows the international game. Uh, David Vanderpool, he uh, is an assistant in Washington. He's played overseas. He knows that. And also a guy like Etor Messina, a Spur, former Spurs assistant coach who's now in the Italian league, or, or Mike Brown, he's not coaching in Nigeria anymore. He coached mm. Nigerian team. So put people on the coaching staff, and, and you had amazing coaches, but people that are familiar uh, with the international game. And after this, 
USA Basketball needs to go back to the pool thing. They need to make a three-year commitment. They need to do a little short camp in Vegas, probably in 2026, 2027, when they go to Qatar, make it easy, all the exhibition games in the uh, U.S., and then go. But you know they're going to want to play in L.A., so make them commit to the all three years instead of, oh, I'm just going to show up in Paris. You know the stars are going to show up in Paris. They'll want to be in L.A. Make that a part of the entire package to make sure that there's a great World Cup team as well. And Rona, correct me if I'm wrong, it might be a little hard for me to see David Blatt and LeBron James <laughs> kind of coming together on the same USA roster, but I, hey, but I, I understand the point about somebody who has, absolutely. The, has the world absolutely. basketball background. Somebody that's been there, done that overseas. We don't have anybody who understands, like, say what you want about David Blatt or Etor Messina, but he knows those coaches from those other countries yeah. and knows how they think. Well, and, and we sort of talked to Jonathan uh, earlier on the show about how the U.S. comes in sort of playing NBA-style basketball in a FIBA tournament. Every other team kind of comes in playing FIBA-style basketball in a FIBA tournament with some NBA talent sort of sprinkled in, which is why USA-Canada, it was sort of evenly matched in the style in which they were playing. So I think we can all agree help was needed because at the end of the day, the size, it didn't just matter in rebounding. It started to be a glaring omission in other people of the puzzle for Team USA. So if you had to pick just one player, maybe it's LeBron, maybe it is that, that, that big splashy name, Jonathan, but one player that you would like to see suit up for Team USA in Paris, who would that be? Malika, I want Jimmy Butler on my team. Ooh. Give me the toughest, most competitive, like most physical guy who's played at the highest level, who's been in game sevens, who's won games at the very highest level, and also has experience at the international level. Jimmy Butler played in the 2016 Olympics. He won a gold medal, so he knows what it takes. Now he's 35 years old. We'll see what kind of season Miami has if they go back to the NBA Finals. Probably a, a pipe dream to expect him to play in late July in the in the Olympics. But if I could pick any guy on this team, it would be Jimmy Butler. Nice. How about the guy who just beat that guy, Aaron Gordon? <laughs> okay, Aaron Gordon. What did the U.S. lack in this tournament? Interior defense. Aaron Gordon played a great role. The Denver Nuggets in just that exact spot. Doesn't need the ball all the time. Does exactly what a role player does. But that's what the U.S. needed in this tournament. I like that. Aaron Gordon, Jimmy Butler, Mark. Where who you got? San Jose. Jared Allen. Okay. I need some shot blocking. I need some rebounding. It's Paris. The star's going to show up. All we right. know this. All In the star's going to show up. It's Paris. Interior defense is a theme. I was going to say, I want to see the Afro pick if we're going to Paris. We're going to make it a, a, a worldwide throw. That's All right. right. We're going to keep it on the world stage as we continue here on NBA Today because somehow, some way, I mean, every time we see Victor Wembanyama, yeah. he's doing something that's sort of unbelievable. It leaves us speechless. speechless. So you're going to need to check out the latest from the top overall pick and find out who's the front runner to be the next next top selection in 2024. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a Price. Got your happy price, price line. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're watching NBA Today. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. The future is here. Here comes Victor Wembanyama. We've never seen anything like him. He really has it all. He heads to San Antonio, following in the footsteps of fellow number one picks, Tim Duncan, David Robinson. I'm going to try and learn as quick as possible because I want to win that ring. Thank you. As the NBA awaits the official debut of Victor Wembanyama on the court yesterday, he continued to impress off of the court and on social media. This time, though, he's showing off his flexibility with some mobility exercises. Please keep in mind that he is doing all of this. This isn't even the part. This, Yo, this is what was impressive. He is doing the splits. He told me he's 7'3". We have him listed as 7'4", 7'5", with shoes on. If you would like to try this at home, y'all are on your own. I was I was trying, you know, getting my stretching going earlier, and um, I don't think that's in my repertoire. But the latest mock draft, it is looking ahead to 2024, according to Jonathan Gavoni. So here's what we got. Ron Holland from the G League Ignite is currently the top prospect. The Ignite have three players in the top ten. And then, as you can see, UConn and Kentucky, they each have two. As we say hello once again to Jonathan Gavoni, to Mark Spears. Mark, I want to get to you in just a second because you penned a very interesting story up on Anscape. But, Jonathan, who is moving up your 2024 draft board already? Malika, the story of these two Ignite Perth games has to be Alex Saar. He was such an eye-opener with the way that he performed in both games, the energy that he brought on both ends of the floor, the athleticism, the defensive versatility, the finishing ability. He blocked everything. He was guarding everybody. He ran the floor. He was even playing point guard at certain stretches, making good reads out of dribble handoffs. He really did everything. That, you know, I've been watching Alex Saar since he was 15 years old. He didn't play with this kind of motor when he was 15 or 16. This is an acquired thing for Alex Saar. And this is what NBA scouts want to see from him. They want to see physicality, competitiveness, intensity. The stakes will be rising next week at the NBL Blitz in Australia. I'll be there. He'll play three games in front of probably 100-plus NBA scouts. So, Malika, mm. people are watching Alex Saar very closely this season. He's a candidate to be number one, like Mark wrote today. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you what, uh, Ron Holland, he's still number one. Don't sleep on Ron Holland, Matas Bazelis. Both those Ignite guys, I mean, uh, Jonathan has had them right. They're, they're up there at the top. But Alex Saar this past week, the same way where Wimbignana, French kid, came in and made his name in Vegas. Alex did that last week, pushed them two over, said, hey, I want to be in this conversation now, too. And he is. And I, I saw him with overtime elite workout and and but seeing him work out and seeing him play are two different things. You yeah. know, Jonathan saw him earlier. I saw him play for the first time last week. And to see him in person, to see somebody seven one guard point guards, play small forward, hit threes, block shots. He has NBA written all over him with his athleticism and his drive too. He has a little chip on his shoulder, told me he believes he will be the number one pick. 
And uh, I think there's so much uniqueness to his game and athleticism and versatility and shooting ability at his size. If he could get his strength up mm. over the course of these next couple months, he's going to make a, a, a strong, strong fight for himself. But I know Ron Holland and Matis are going to going to try to fight that as well. Yeah, once again, we're looking at another Frenchman who is seven foot one with a seven foot four wingspan going in in front of of NBA audiences and making a splash just like we saw Victor Wembanyama do. I encourage you all in the commercial break to go to Anscape and to check out Mark Spears's piece on Alex Arba. Jonathan, Mark sort of mentioned that the, the discussion at the top who could potentially be in that number number one overall spot. And it's much more of a discussion than it was last season. Certainly, who are you taking a look at here? Malika, I have Ron Holland number one okay. currently. If you're looking at a guy to play in an NBA game tonight, it has to be Ron Holland. Just the aggressiveness that he brings, the intensity, the physicality on defense, the aggressiveness in the open floor too, and the shot-making ability, which we're seeing right now. He really impressed in these two games by showing a diversity of shot-making ability, pulling up the, off the dribble, making spot-up threes. Just the confidence that he displays is really, really impressive. And so I think Ron Holland, he's going to have the green light for Ignite this year. He's got a chance to go out and average 18, 20 points per game this year and also guard the other team's best player and make other people better at the same time. He's the guy that raises the level of intensity every time he steps on the court. And that's how you win games. And that's what's going to be attractive to NBA teams about Ron Holland. He is a winner. Not me already taking notes for the 2024 draft to make sure I can appropriately <laughs> say all that Jonathan Gavoni just did. Jonathan Gavoni, our draft guru, thank you so much. Mark Spears, thank you as always. Make sure to go check out Mark's article up right now on Anscape. All right, next up, we're going to take a look back at the birth, if you will, of the crying Jordan meme 14 years after MJ's Hall of Fame enshrinement. Stay tuned for that conversation next. Welcome back to NBA Today. Exactly 14 years ago, Michael Jordan was inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And it's a day that we all remember, but maybe not for the reason that we expected, right? Because it's the day that that photo was taken. And it became, of course, the crying Jordan meme. And you can debate your NBA GOAT. But what you cannot debate is the GOAT of NBA memes. And ESPN senior writer David Fleming has more. April 23rd, 2012, a day that would change sports culture forever. A legend was born. He's more than just a logo, more than just an internet me. I told my wife I wasn't gonna do this because I didn't want to see that for the next three or four years. The sports world and mimetic communication would never be the same. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan. The goat of all memes all began when the goat himself was being inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame. I told all my friends I was going to come up here and say thank you and walk off. I can't. At the Hall of Fame podium, in a rare moment of reflection, Jordan lost control of his emotion. Pulitzer Prize-winning photographer Stefan Zavoya snapped this photo of the legend sobbing. Thank you. Here's that zone. Here's that channel. Bob Cancel. All kinds of trouble. 
But Jordan wouldn't experience true sorrow until a few years later when he became the majority owner of the Charlotte Bobcats. Franchise has been through a lot this year. At the end of the 2011-2012 season, Bobcats turned it over 23 times. Jordan's Bobcats were in danger of becoming the worst team in NBA history. The outcome is certain the Bobcats are going to lose their 20th straight. They're going to fall to 7 and 56. One day after the Bobcats' blowout loss to the Kings, the picture that photographer Stefan Savoya took of Michael Jordan crying at his 2009 Hall of Fame induction ceremony was anonymously posted to the website memecrunch.com with the simple caption, why did I buy the Bobcats? Crying Jordan was born. The meme would sit on the site, mostly unnoticed, for the next few years. Until the 2016 AFC Championship game. When the internet needed some clever way... The Broncos are going to Super Bowl 50. ...to make fun of Tom Brady. Today, a decade later, the crying Jordan meme is still being used across the globe by several different generations to express every part of the human condition, from sadness to sarcasm to frustration and utter befuddlement. Jordan crying has made it as a cutout here. Crying Jordan shows no sign of slowing down. In other words, the only thing in the world that can't be crying Jordan is crying Jordan itself. All right, let's go from one goat to another because see how Novak Djokovic channeled Kobe Bryant to claim his men's record 24th major championship. We'll be back in 60 seconds. Oh, we're already at the 60 second mark. Yesterday at the U.S. Open, Novak Djokovic won his 24th singles Grand Slam. And after, he paid tribute to the late, great Kobe Bryant with a Mamba Forever t-shirt. Take a listen. Kobe was close, a uh, close friend. We, we chatted a lot about, uh, about the winning, you know, winner's mentality. He was always there for any kind of counsel, advice, any kind of support in a most friendly way. Uh, I thought, you know, 24 is the jersey that he wore when he became a legend of Lakers and world basketball. So I thought symbolic thing to, uh, to acknowledge him. Yeah, I remember covering games in Kobe's last year, and every after the game, you'd always see like there was Kobe was late to come out, and it was like, oh, who is he in there with now? Yeah, and it was Djokovic, right? There and you go, Ovechkin. Like it was the goats tour, and they would and he would have an audience after every game, and it was it was just a question of who. But that relationship was a long-standing one. It went back several years. This photo was in Kobe's last year here, um, but you know Kobe had a hashtag for that: different animal, same beast. Mm, different and animal, same. And that is uh, when they. They look each other in the eye when they saw each other there. That's Ovechkin there on the right. Those those guys have an understanding that we mere mortals. Have what did we say? Out. A group of goats is a herd. A herd of goats. That is. I think you herd. looked that up. Yeah, I did. Now I might have a different <laughs> name. Yeah. Not remembering it. Well, speaking of sort <laughs> of goat, 
I know. I know. Austin Rivers texted me yesterday. I posted a picture of the books I'd read in September. He's like, did you actually read all these or did you just first page them yeah, like no. a certain superstar that we were talking about? I was like, no, bro. Like, I wish I could be that cool. I'm not. Um, speaking of big debates, this summer has been uh, all about the debates of who's the greatest of this and that. But have you guys heard the debate of the all-time point guard, right? Who is the best between Magic and Steph? Well, our very own Om Young Masoop, he sat down with Draymond Green, and Draymond added his thoughts on that debut. Take a listen. What Steph Curry has done to the game of basketball, which I think is an even bigger compliment than what you've done for the game. What he's done to the game of basketball, like how can he not be? Well, you have to explain that to Magic. <laughs> As tough as it is, because that's my Spartan dog, it's a very easy one for me. I got to roll with the dog that I rolled in with. That's Steph Curry. The Michigan oh. on Michigan He's even got State. a Spartan's jersey on there. I mean, sure. Wow. Mark, what do you I make of this? I can't go with you on that. <laughs> I think Magic is calling uh, Draymond right as we speak, yeah. trying, trying to get in his ear. Well, I have a feeling that a couple more people are going to be calling Draymond Green I'm waiting for the tweet. Because Magic tweet. our oh, full yes. conversation with Draymond Green, it will air Tuesday, tomorrow on NBA Today. And I promise you, that is not the only spicy oh. nugget you're going to want to hear what he has to say about teaming up with Chris Paul. It's the first time we're going to be able to hear his thoughts on that. Thank you all so much for spending a little bit of time with us here on NBA Today. I'm going to go read another book now. We will see. See you tomorrow. Read it's it. fine. <laughs> we, we, all got our, we all got our hobbies and mine are dorky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.